Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Well, good morning. We want to welcome you to another wonderful Wednesday and another enriching episode of our NABWIC podcast, NABWIC Talks. It's a platform dedicated to amplifying the voices and stories of black women in construction. So uh, I am your host today, Jackie Perry, with Jay Perry and Associates and a longtime NABWIC member. But we also have with us in the studio uh, Miss Ursula Odom. Ursula is a multifaceted author, legacy writer, and publisher. And if you've never seen one of her, her performances, she is a, um, a sage at bringing to life the narratives of historical figures like Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune of Florida. So we want to welcome Ursula, and then we also have in the studio with us Mr. Gerald Barnes. Gerald is an esteemed member of the NCR chapter of NABWIC. He's a consultant who specializes in uh, logistics and marketing and just brings a wealth of knowledge and experience in these critical areas, and he's helping us shape strategies and our operations. So we welcome him as well, and we also don't want to be remiss in mentioning our founder, Ms. Ann McNeil, who's out on the road waving the NABWIC flag and planting those wherever she goes. Uh, so she may not be with us today. But uh, good morning, Gerald. How are you doing this morning? Doing very well, Jackie, and thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be a part of such a wonderful voice of people in construction and looking forward to a great, great interview today as we do every Wednesday. So I'm here to support and help and looking forward to some great things that will come out of today's conversation that will help us tomorrow and for years to come. 
Well, great. Well, we are really, really excited about the future of, of NAVIC and today's guest, too. So today in the studio with us, we're going to ask everybody if they would just go grab their pens, their paper, and just buckle up their seats because we have with us Ms. Janae Walia, and uh, we're going to explore her journey from educator to entrepreneur. And so we're excited to have her with us today. Good morning, Ms. Janae. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, like I said to our studio audience, we are so happy that you are here with us on this wonderful Wednesday. So, Janae, I'm going to read a little bit about your uh, bio, just your brief bio, so folks can know who we have in the studio. And uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, joining the conversation from there. So, Janae is a Fort Lauderdale native. Uh, she stands out as a wellness professor at Broward College. Her specialization in community health education isn't just a career. However, it's a passion that brings to life. Let me see if I can uh, get my eyes on straight here. Brings to life both in and outside the classroom. Beyond her academic role, Janae is the entrepreneurial spirit behind two successful ventures. She founded Get Out of Yourself, LLC, where she offers invigorating fitness workouts and enriching wellness workshops. Additionally, she demonstrates her business acumen as the founder of Reed Walia, LLC, a thriving land acquisition firm. Her excellence and dedication to education have not gone unnoticed. Jenna has been honored as Adjunct Professor of the Year at Broward College and featured in NerdWallet.com's 40 Under 40 Professors Who Inspire. Uh, she's been on that list. She's also made her mark as a runner-up for Professor of the Year at Broward College. Congratulations, Janae. She is a lifelong learner, boasting an impressive academic portfolio with degrees from Florida State University, uh, BS in um, athletic training, Florida Atlantic University, MS in exercise science, health promotion, and an MBA from Lynn University. Now, away from her professional pursuits, Jenna finds joy and inspiration in her family life, with her husband, she dedicates her leisure time to reading, traveling, and exploring new places, reflecting her dynamic approach to personal growth and well-being. So there you have it, a little bit about our special guest, Janae Walia. And once again, Janae, welcome to Navway Talks. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, great. Well, listen, um, I'm so excited to begin this conversation with you today, and I know that I read that bio so that people can get uh, a little introduction or a little idea of who you are professionally, but if you'll take a minute and really just tell our audience in your own words a little bit about your background. they really like to hear from, from you, so I'll give you the mic, and uh, you can go ahead and do that. Okay, so uh, like you mentioned, I was raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but to be honest with exactly, you know, we, my grandparents stayed in Pompano Beach, so I I visited Fort Lauderdale, but I stayed and lived in Pompano. 
because <laughs> we would just go back and forth between my two grandparents' house. My parents are James and Gloria Reed. Uh, we are very big on family, um, from everything to the Friday night fish fries, play sage, have peanuts. We're very southern. My, my background, um, my parents from uh, Georgia and Mississippi, so uh, it's a very southern family. And while growing up, I witnessed uh, work ethic. Uh, so my parents worked, as all I remember them working, and especially my grandparents. And I would hang out with them. I would go to work with them. Uh, my grandfather, he was a lawn man. He had his own business, very successful, long-standing business for like 50-something, 60-something years. And my grandmother, she was a maid. And I would go with her. I would go with her to uh, as she would clean houses. And crazy enough, Miss Jackie. So we go. She would clean the houses. I would watch her, you know. And sometimes, sometimes the the people who own the house they they were like nice. But even though I was young, I could tell like something wasn't right, right? <laughs> like you know, their tone something wasn't right. But we would get in a car, and we would drive to her neighborhood, and she would pick up her rent money because she was the owner. So mm-hmm. I saw my grandmother one way where she was made and she was serving and she was doing this, and then across town, it was Miss Jessamay, you know? And I didn't realize that when I was younger. You know, you just get in the car, you just go with grandma. And she's picking up that money and all stuff. But as I got older, I was like, that was good for me to see. You know, it was good for me to see how my grandmother kind of played the role of you see me one way, but it's totally different on the opposite account. And so um, I went to Florida State, went to college, uh, went to FAU right after. I didn't really take too much of a break to get my master's, but it was a, a a break in between SAU and Lynn. Um, for some reason, Zach, I, I kind of, I just was thinking about, you know, business. Because mind you, I, from my grandparents, they were entrepreneurs. My my parents, Glory and James, uh, they worked for the city of Pompano Beach. My mother, she she worked at a bank before, Bank Atlantic. And then she worked for the city of Pompano Beach. But they're retired now. Uh, great, awesome parents. My parents weren't my friends. They were parents. Um, and so, so I, you know, I went to these schools and I didn't educate myself about business and I I learned the book version, but luckily for me, as I was growing up, like I learned the real world version from my grandparents. So I kind of got both sides. Um, but one just met me a little bit earlier as far as the real world. And so, um, I, I owned, well, let me back up. Seeing, you know, Ms. Jackie, let me just tell you a story. Because we say, you say, we're going to have conversations, so Ms. Jackie, let's have conversations. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so, um, I say recently, between five years, my grandparents, they, they didn't, they didn't have all the education. I, I wouldn't say they went past elementary school, but they were owners. And they had properties and they had, you know, land and stuff. I remember I was growing up seeing this. And because of because of irresponsibility, because of irresponsibility, um, it's been 
lost. And it was lost because of a sibling. And the other siblings had to kind of, you know, sell their stuff off to keep things going. Uh, and I, I learned tremendous lessons, uh, but, you know, while that was going on. And I also had a lot of heartbreak because it, it hurt to see the worst of my grandparents lost because of irresponsibility. You don't want to pay. You don't want to do this. Others have to take up the slack, and it's still lost. And so me being close to my grandparents, it, it just kind of, it worked me. I mean, it really got to me. And I said, you know what? I always wanted to buy land, but this is pushing me to do it. And so um, I asked student loans, and during the time, you know, 2020, if you guys remember, we really we didn't have to pay our loans. They were giving us some, you know, breaking stuff. So what I did was I acted as if I was going to pay because eventually I was like, all right, after this is over, COVID, then, you know, I want my loans paid off. So I was acting, I was putting my money aside like I was paying every month for my student loans. And in April, I called them in April, and I found out that my loans were paid off. And I was like, okay, great. So Ms. Jackie, the, the first thing I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to use this money to buy a piece of property. I said, I don't know what's going to come of it, but I'm, I'm going to do this. So uh, summertime came around. I think June we closed. I bought a piece of property in zero. And not shortly after that, um, I got involved with Maverick. I was listening to uh, a YouTube interview with Ms. Ann, and I had met her I had met her like a while ago at a Florida Four Lauder Convention Center. Mm-hmm. And she had struck she had struck me as like this amazing woman. Like and I was like, one day, you know, one day I'm gonna see her again. And um I just thought about her. I looked her up, she was on YouTube and then I that's how I found out about Maverick. And the reason for me uh joining Maverick is because of the piece of property and I wanted to be around. I wanted to be around people who know what they're doing, who's been in the industry, and I can ask and be mentored by. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the right direction and things. I'm, I'm kind of big on the Saturday notice, kind of big on education. So I, I like to, you know, ask questions and, and know things because that, you know, keeps me from situations that I really don't need to be in. And so um, that's how I got, you know, involved in Maverick. And that was kind of my just my story of um, like how uh, especially the Reed Willia business kind of came to be. But yeah, so it was really the entrepreneurship spirit is, is from my grandparents seeing that, being around that. Wow. Well, no, it's fascinating hearing the story about your grandparents and your parents, who you said also had an equal influence on shaping. Uh, your life and your perspective and your entrepreneurial bent. So, no, mm-hmm. thank you for, for, for sharing that. And also about your desire to regain gener- generational wealth for your family and, and talking mm-hmm. about what happened um, to uh, the land, the properties that were lost, and now you have that desire to kind of bring generational wealth back 
to your family and so you know taking those steps to to do so but but let's go back a l- just a little bit today so mm-hmm. you um according to your uh bio you successfully transitioned from a wellness professor to running a land what I'm calling a land acquisition company so but and I understand the influence, but what motivated the shift and how did your background in wellness and fitness, if it did at all, how did it influence your approach in the construction industry? Or did you consider them like two separate paths? Oh, it's two separate things. Um, listen, I still work I still work as a professor. I still work full-time. I mean, where one of your questions was like, um, like, what do your friends, like, what did your friends say about you going into entrepreneurship? I was like, my friends were with me. And then you had another question, say, what did your family think about it? I was like, my family was like, you better keep your full-time job. <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for your so, so I still I still work as a professor, um, but these, these two businesses, um, they're actually, like, they're on the side when I have the free time, which teaching, oddly enough, allowed for that time um, and come to think about it the many teachers I know um, because of the hours um, of teaching they have a lot of businesses on the side mm-hmm. so if you know it affords for that because you have the time to do it so as far as get out of yourself how that kind of came to be um, was in the journey of you know, learning about this and that as far as health, um, there is, like, major inequality as far as black folks getting treatment. There's a um, book called Medical Apartheid that um, I, like, I'll read two pages of it and then I got to throw it down because it really goes, it really it's a really deep dive into how wrong the system is for black folks as far as healthcare and having having experienced like a, a crazy experience with my sister and her giving birth and many many people know that the black woman giving birth in America is it it is something to behold. Um some make it, some don't. My sister, uh she she had her troubles and luckily enough I mean, she she made it through. Um, so that kind of steered me into creating this seminar at the school called Black Mothers Matter, and it was like my first panel, and it was a really, I mean, it was a heavy meeting. Uh, I had people that taught at Columbia, uh, Winter Columbia. Um, they they were it was some heavy hitters. I had a um, OBGYN, a couple of them, a perinatal specialist, specialist, a couple of them, a, a doula. I, I had everybody, and they were so down to earth, and they answered many questions. It was standing room only, and I didn't really expect that. And then that's when I was like, okay, I really think I need to, you know, put my foot in this and do this. And so get out of yourself kind of stems from that. And recently I had a a seminar, a nutritional seminar. The things that I do are mainly on online, you know, through Zoom. 
because that kind of people are all in different states and stuff. It's just easier to use. And so uh, it's, it was a black dietitian, which is rare um, to find. So, and it's different um, when somebody who looks like you is telling you uh, how to do this and how to do that because they're relatable. You know, they grew up kind of how you grew up, so they know, you know, what foods pertain to really what you're going to take in. So the goal of Get Out of Yourself uh, was to bring um, black healthcare, uh, black healthcare, healthcare professionals to a relatable audience to where they can ask their questions. And as far as being on the other side, NASM certified, you know, personal training, I do offer that as well. So mm-hmm. that. That. So they're, they're two separate things, but I still teach because it affords, you know, me the time and availability to do these things on the side. No, and they sound like, you know, again, valuable things that help our uh, community, particularly our, our, our black community. And the healthcare arena is one of those areas where, yeah, we have to keep, uh, focus there because there is a big need because of the disparity. I mean, we have disparities in a lot of areas, but that that is a, a big one. And I'm going to ask you one more question before we go to commercial, and I know we probably may have folks that uh, may be in the audience that might want to have uh, their question answered as well. But so you, you've talked about uh, uh, several things. I mean, you managed to balance teaching, um, you know, the wellness business, the the uh, the real estate, the things that you do with your nonprofit. If you could just kind of step back for a moment and then mm-hmm. just paint us a picture of what a day in the life of Je- Janae Walia looks like, how would you describe that? On the go, Miss Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> on the go. So uh, in the morning, I, I do my um, devotion. The first thing I do is devotion, spend time with God. You know, quiet my head, make sure my head space is right, take time for that. Um, and that, you know, that could be reading Proverbs, that could be reading, you know, anything, anything in the Word. And from there, it depends on the schedule that I have for teaching that semester. Let's say I have like a a later class and then again they start at like eleven or nine thirty. Uh if it's at eight o'clock I'm getting up having Devo and going straight to the school. But if I have a little bit of time, I'll work out at a little park that I go to or I'll go to the gym first and then I come back. Because if I don't do it there at that time then I, you know, it's kind of hard to put it in an afternoon and come back home, get dressed, ready to teach. Uh, depending on my schedule, uh, I may teach from eight or nine or ten. It depends uh, till two o'clock. I like to keep it kind of don't go past two o'clock. So from let's say it's two o'clock, come home, have my lunch, okay. And I'm getting ready for the second half of the day for me. So um, take me a little nap, uh, get my mind right, plan out what I have to do um, for 
get out of yourself. That's like my my training I do over over uh, Zoom. So plan out what we're gonna do. Uh, get ready for my clients, and then we work out. And then while after working out, uh, or in that in between time, I have to cook. So because you know husband's come home, so yeah, I cook. <laughs> so I cook. Okay, have my clients do my thing by that time. It's, it's evening. Um, get ready for bed, and then I have to plan out what I'm going to do for tomorrow or whatever I didn't do on uh, today that I couldn't get in. You know, I have to do for for the next day. As far as like taking care of handling business, Wednesdays are my business days where um, I don't have. Anything, I leave that blank for my business days to take care of that accounting, whatever I need to, um, whatever notes that need to be put in or making sure my money is right. It's, it's like my mind, my business day. And the reason why Wednesday crazy, the reason why Wednesday is a business day is because when growing up at church with my mom, you know, she was the secretary, like the accountant, she was the business lady for the church. And on, sometimes on Wednesdays, I would go there to my business meeting. And I would sit in the business meeting, and I would sit and listen and talk about church business. And so I was like, now, it's funny. Now that I have my, my two, I use that same day to take care of what I need to take care of, whether it be like reaching out to more vendors. Um, that's the business day. So that's kind of a day. A day in the life. All right. Well, thank you for painting that picture because I know as as uh, entrepreneurs, we all are very, very busy. We all wear many, many hats, and I think we all try to seek strategies and techniques for, you know, how we can just balance it better, you know, balance it more effectively. And uh, so this helps us get those nuggets or, or tips that we can add to our strategy list that will help us become even more effective at what we do. So thank you so much for sharing that. And we're going to come right back after this commercial, and we're going to talk a little bit more with our special guest, Ms. Janae Walia. And, uh, and we're going to also hear a little bit about what's going on in the NABWIC world. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back after this commercial. My name is Dina Neely. I'm a licensed electrical contractor. I'm founder and CEO of Detroit Voltage. I am a member of the Detroit chapter, and I kind of stumbled upon um, NABWIC or was introduced to NABWIC early on when I first started my company, and it's really been a wonderful journey. Um, I love being able to communicate with like-minded women. I mean, it's one thing to be a woman in construction, but it's a very unique thing to be a black woman in construction. And being a part of this organization has really been helpful in helping to grow and navigate through growing a construction business. And of course, our fearless leader, Ms. Ann, um, she's always a wealth of knowledge and being able to pull from her has been um, invaluable. And so um, one of the things that I'm super duper proud about being a woman in construction is having a part of 
the revitalization of my community and being able to take my children along for the journey. And again, my name is Dina Neely and I celebrate women in construction. All right, we are back and uh, we are talking with our special guest, Ms. Janae Walia, who is a wellness professor at Broward College, but in addition to that, she is also founder of uh, two companies, Get Out of Yourself LLC and Read Walia LLC. So uh, welcome back. Before we continue our conversation with uh, Ms. Janae, we just wanted to uh, give you a little bit of news that perhaps you can use uh, concerning NABWIC. So we are in the holiday season, and a lot of things are coming up. A lot of our chapters all over are just having events to celebrate this special time with colleagues and friends and stakeholders all over. So one of the things you may want to mark your calendar if you're in the Jacksonville area, December 15th, they are having their holiday event. This is the Northeast Florida uh, chapter having their holiday event on December 15th at 4 p.m. And then down in Detroit, they are having a holiday hard hat and heels. That's going to be 6 o'clock on December 21st. And for uh South Florida, they have one on their calendar as well. They're in the uh, process of publishing that. But just keep a look out on our uh, Eventbrite for more events happening around the various chapters. But one of the things you do want to mark your calendar, and it can be a save-the-date, but in January 2024, NABWIC is coming to Philadelphia. So we'll be there for our annual meeting, which consists of a kickoff reception on that Wednesday, the 24th. We have a strategic planning meeting in there. And um, also we have uh, NAVWIC's famous billion-dollar luncheon. That's billion-dollar luncheon and transportation contracting opportunities. That will be on January 26th. And, again, all of that is found in the NABWICS Eventbrite. So all you have to do is just go on over, look at the events that are available, and sign up for any and all of them. We'd love to have you. So, uh, again, that's a little bit that's happening on the NABWIC front. But back to our uh, interview with our special guest, uh, Ms. Walia. Um, we did have, uh, Janae, a uh, question that came in from our social media. And so we'll just go ahead and take a moment to ask that question, uh, if you don't mind. So um, the question is, or it's a combination of a comment and a question, that they notice that, again, you are a a professional when it comes to fitness and well-being. And so the question is, how can people um, integrate uh, principles of wellness and good health and fitness in with their day-to-day life, especially if they are a busy entrepreneur? How, how can they fit 
uh, fitness activities into their regular routine? Okay, great question. So it's all about, like, your scheduling. Like, you really, you have to sit down and write out, like, what, I know many business people do. They sit down, like, what they have to do today, but you got to plug in. Even if it's, like, 20 minutes that you know you could take a walk, because you, cause you can't, you, you have to be feasible with, with the time that you have. Um, so even if it's 20 minutes, like, okay, from this time to this time, I can, walk, I can at least walk 20 minutes, then start there. And exactly, honestly, sometimes um, it's, it's hard for people to see what they can put in because they're, they want to do the whole gym, look this way, look that way. And that's not, everybody doesn't have that time. <laughs> like you, you know, so you have to put in what you can do, then you can do it. And if it's 20 minutes, then start there. If it's 10 minutes, then start there. Um, and this is a journey. This is not something to where, um, you, you know, you just want to do this one day and then look like that. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> It, it doesn't work like that. So if you're very a busy business person, start slow, 10 minutes here, and then work your way from there. But you have to you have to set aside a certain time. It's kind of it's a decision that you got to make. Do you want to mm-hmm. do this? And then you got to figure out how am I going to do this? Because, you know, you make, you know, things happen what you want to happen. Just like they develop their business, you have to – you have to really put that, you know, in the in the forefront. If I really want to do this, then I'm going to do this, and this is what I can do now. Um, and that now time will change into something more later on because things change. So you may start out 10 minutes here, then eventually 20 because you find some other piece of time in this day, and then maybe 30. I mean, it's just a journey. You just got to find it. And don't compare yourself to what others can do, what you can do. And comparison is really destroying us, Miss um, Jackie. Don't compare yourself. You do what you can do, and then mm-hmm. go from there. Mm-hmm. And and so and so if it's walking, like I had a client, Miss Jackie, the other day. I had a client that like she wanted to go to the gym, she wanted to do this, she wanted to do that. And I said, okay, how about this? Let's walk for two weeks. I said, I'm not going to, you're not going to, you know, me. I said, you got to, this has to be something for you. You got to start yourself because you can join the gym and spend a whole lot of money and get a trainer, and they're going to take your money. And next thing you know, you're strong for two days, exactly. And then, boom, yeah. <laughs> you don't lose all your money, and you don't go, and you're paying for something that you, you know, you wanted to do. So I told her, I said, two weeks. Just walk. Find the time in your day to walk at least three times a week. And and I called her in the middle of the week. I was like, have you been walking? And it was like a laugh. And I was like, see, this is something that you want to do. So imagine if you were joining the gym, spent your money. Um, you got to start training your own self how to do some things. And so that person who, you know, asked that question, I Great question, but start in your capacity and take your time. It's a journey. 
And you may join a little bit here in the beginning, but just like growth and development, you'll grow, you know, mm-hmm. you'll spend more. And you'll, if it's just walking, just walk, okay? Walking is great fitness. You know, all this clean and jerk and all of this stuff in the weight room, that's how a lot of people get hurt because you go from sitting down all day to clinging and jerking and doing some kind of crazy movement that you haven't done in 20 years, and now you're hurt. So if this is walk, this walk. Wow, thank you. No, thank you for that response. And that was a good question. I have to agree with you. Um, and maybe just as a follow-up, you know, I think a lot of folks know subconsciously, you know, that they do need to do this, and that those are great strategies you share. You know, start out slow and not just, like, get in there and, like, hell, I see all this wonderful equipment and I'm a master at all. But, you know, yes. just go at your own stride and pace. But why yes. is the why is the fitness or the, the wellness, why is that so important in our lives? Okay, it's, it's important because, well, can I take a step back? I think we need to revamp how we do fitness and wellness. I think our mindset really needs to change this actually. Because when people think fitness and wellness, now they think, you know, the the six-pack, it's like the image part. And if you haven't learned anything from COVID, COVID taught you to, like, tear that image down. Because you really had to, with COVID, you really had to sit um, in yourself and ask yourself, (laughs) do you like yourself? And it it really challenged people's minds. And we forgot about that mind part. It was all image, image. And oddly enough, it's crazy enough to go back to it. But we really need to rethink how we think about health and wellness. And what I mean is this, like you're going, you're walking to take care of yourself so you will be around for your grandkids. You're walking to take care of yourself so when you get older, you know, you don't have problems moving. You don't have problems with your balance. Your mind is still able to function, right, because you kept it going. That's like the health part. It's not so much the six-pack and the muscles and this and that, but it's more like a, a, a life thing, you know, how we should live to, you know, our health should help us be have healthy lives. So I think we really need to revamp that part. So when we start to think about it in that manner, then it's, it's I don't want to say it makes it easier. It's just a, well, yeah, it'll kind of make it easier for you to get up and do something because you know it, it has a purpose, you know, mm-hmm. the purpose for long life to see my grandkids. So I'm not at the doctor all the time. I'm not in pain all the time. I'm not hurting all the time. So I think we need to kind of change our mind about how we do wellness and health and fitness. It's more than just the muscles and stuff. We need to take care of And it's just not physical. I mean, our finances, our our mental health, um, emotional health, there's a lot that goes into it. So if we kind of take it towards let's better that, let's be complete people, um, mm-hmm. easier for us to get up and start doing things that will better us because, you know, we want to have healthier lives 
as we grow older. No, thank you for sharing that. So being a part of a uh, completely healthy individual means uh, recognizing the importance of the uh, the physical health and well-being as well. And so I know earlier on we were uh, kind of kidding about the uh, the weather, you know, 60 degrees, and it's time to put on the sweaters and the coat. Yeah. But I imagine yeah. that, including myself, those of our, us that are listening now, it's like, okay, well, no matter what the weather is like, I'm going to put on that sweater and just, just go take my 20-minute walk or whatever we need to do. But like you said, sometimes it's just the simple things, and we do need to get started. And I know folks are going to be thinking about that if they aren't already. Uh, they do, especially around this time of year, after the holidays are over, when they realize, <laughs> yeah, I've got to do something anyway. But, uh, but no, but thank you for giving us that that uh, overview of why it's important, and it really is. And so yeah, okay. for those that want to be around for our families, our businesses, yeah. like you said, leave that generational uh, wealth behind. Uh, we can't do that. We can't play the roles we need to play if we're not in good health, and that's one way to do it. So thank you. Um, so, listen, I know we have gotten past the hour, so I'm going to ask a couple of more questions, okay. and uh, and then we can check in and see if we have any more questions from our studio audience. Uh, but one of the questions is, what's next for you? What's coming up on the horizon? Uh, where where are you headed next, Janine? Um, oh, I'd say that. I'm headed up. Um, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Like I don't really, Jackie. I don't know. Like I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna take every good opportunity and run with it. Like if you would have told me last year, hey, man, you're gonna be a part of Maverick, or you know, Janae, you're gonna buy a piece of land, and you know, you're gonna be looking for even more land taken up, and you know, surrounding yourself with black women in the business by joining Maverick. And you're going to be on this podcast uh, by December. I only looked at you like, well, who are you talking about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the, I mean, I'm just going to take every good opportunity and run with it. Like, I'm, I've got to the point exactly where I'm tired of closing my own doors because of fear um, or just like, I don't know if I can do it. You know, just. So I'm just gonna go. Like you asked me, you know, you you know, you violently told me you was like, You're gonna be on the podcast today and I was like, You know what? I will be. I'm gonna take it, right? So I would say um it's just I'm go I'm headed up. Like I'm gonna take a good opportunity, run with it and see what happens. And it's just like like with starting a business and stuff, Ms. Jackie. Side note, I know it sounds weird, but this is how I thought about it. I mean, you said we have a conversation, so let's have this conversation, right? Exactly. I I was sitting in my room, and I was like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I'm sitting here scared to do something, and my mind immediately went to this. I don't know why. I was like, you know what? When people, like, let's say dope boys, when they do stuff, they just do it. They they harm themselves. They harm their community. You know, nothing good comes from it. But they do it every day, no problems, and they have, you know, they just do it. And here I am, 
scared to start a business to help black people with their health. Here I am scared to, to you know, go out on them, you know, and follow after my grandparents. What in the world? Nate, just get up and do this. I mean, <laughs> like, they do it all, Like, why am I afraid when I'm, I'm here to, like, help serve others? So, you know, that even just makes me even just be like, you know what? You're here to help, okay? You're here to help, so help. So just go after every opportunity. So I would say up is Jackson, um, but I don't really know. I don't really know what's going to come of it, but I know it's going to be good. You know, the Bible says all things work. So even if it gets a little rough at times or I'm not understanding why things are going on, it doesn't look right, the Bible says all things work for the good. So I'm just going to count it as good. No, that is great. And I, uh, when you were talking, that reminded me of a quote I read once about confidence. Like you said, you know, facing your fears, you don't have to worry about anything. It said that confidence uh, is a woman's magnetic force that compels us to rise. It makes us unstoppable going above obstacles or doubts. And, and I'm going like, yeah, you know, that that is what makes us powerful. And in that way, we got a lot of powerful women and we also, yeah. Janae, have another question that's come in from our uh, social media. And I forgot to mention to our, our listening audience that if you do have a question, uh, we're going into the latter part of the hour, but if you do have a question, you can press pound one on your telephone and we'll see your hand and we'll invite you into the studio. But this question is, um, they want to know how long have you been a member of NAVWIC and how has it benefited you? I've been a member of NAVWIC. I'm going to say I'm a rookie, um, maybe like two months, I'd say. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And yeah. how has it benefited Well, in those two months, because I have volunteered, um, like anything is what you make of it. So since I volunteer, I met this young lady named Elena. I call her E. And the mm-hmm. first day, and she's been in the business for like maybe like 25, maybe 30 years, I think, 20, between 20 and 30 years. And, you know, I was just, uh, there was actually, because we were, once again, at the convention center, they were having something, and I had an opportunity to go to some workshop, but she was on the phone. And I was like, if I go to this workshop, I'm going to miss this conversation. Like, I was like, I told her when she got off the phone, I said, your conversation it was more helpful to me probably than this workshop would have been. And from there, like, we just talked, and I just asked a question. Next year, because it's towards the end, you know, everybody's kind of dying down. We're supposed to meet up on certain days and have lunch where I can just sit and talk to her for mentorship. So even though it's not been a long time, um, it's what you make of it. And so I, I know I can ask her questions, like what to do from here out. We talked about getting my GC uh, license. We talked about getting my real estate license. And I can take those courses since I work at the school for free. So I'm going to take, like I mentioned uh, last question, I'm going to take an opportunity and see what happens from it. You know, I'm, I'm tired of closing my own doors. So... Uh, I'm gonna take the opportunity and run with it, but Maverick, it, it's some it's some amazing. I thank you, Anne, for putting this together, 
and all of her hard work. But there's some amazing black women here that want to see the next generation carry on. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not like competition. It's not like, well, you got to go through this because I went through It's not like that. It's like, all right, you don't have to go through this because I went through it. Let me tell you how to work your way around it. And mm-hmm. I appreciate so much. And it's, that's so much of a, a big help. So now it is amazing. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been pretty amazing for two months. No, well, thank you for sharing that as, as well because there are a lot of benefits to being a, a member of of, of NAVIC. and though and like you said, you've only been a part for a couple of months, but it's what you make of it, and you've kind of thrown yourself in, and you've gotten involved already, and you're already uh, deriving uh, benefits from it, and so we encourage those of you that are listening out there, if you're not already a member. Uh, to consider joining one of the most powerful, fastest-growing organizations there is actually in in the world. So just go over to our website, nabwic.org, and just take a look and find out a little bit more about what we do if you're still curious, uh, what type of initiatives we're involved in and how we advocate for uh, women and uh, women in construction and women in uh, businesses. So, uh, and then if you have any questions, you know, just click that button and just send us your uh, comment, send us your question, and we'll get back with you. But if you just want to join, uh, click that join button and become a member, the group with the red shirts, as they say. But uh, we appreciate having you. So we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up. And so, Janae, are you ready for the hard question now? Okay, yes, I'm ready for the hard question. (laughs) You're ready for the hard question? Okay, share with our uh, listening audience what your favorite book is, uh, your author, or maybe it's something you're currently reading. Uh, Let us know what that is. Okay, well, I have, like, categories for favorite books. Um, So as far as, like, sports books, I love sports. There's a book called $40 Million Slaves by Andrew Roden. It is it's in the sports and the sports history and it really takes a deep dive into like how black people have really generated this industry and it's it's just an amazing book. So forty million dollars plays. Now for like my inspirational side, Joyce Meyer, she has a book called which is New York Times bestseller just about every year, called Battlefield of the Mind. Um, that is something that I pick up, you know, annually. Like, I, I pick that book up because she gives you, you know, sometimes your mind can go wacko, and you need the word to, to steer your mind back right so you can think right, so you can make right decisions. Um, and then also another book called Maximize the Moment by T.D. Jakes. Um, that is one I pick up from time to time. Um, I think he has a chapter, like, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore. Um, and then for, like, my, like, socioeconomic, because honestly, like, I really learned stuff, man, I think I would have picked up economics as, as a major in college now that I know who I know. But it's by Dr. Brown. It's called The Whiteness of Wealth. And she really digs into, especially like how 
taxes, when you go to pay taxes, how it's set up to where you really don't get what you're supposed to get. And she goes into just a deep dive into just, as her title says, the, the whiteness of wealth and the inequalities. And she's an amazing writer. And it's, it's a really easy read. And honestly, this book by Dr. Brown, you may want to buy two because you need one to throw and then one to read. So, <laughs> so Dr. Brown's book, and that's The Whiteness of Wealth. And then another book uh, called The Color of Law. I got, as you know, I got a couple of favorite books, but it's called The Color of Law by uh, Rothstein. And that, you know, is a deep dive into how things, why things are the way they are and how it was planned and, you know, how it was structured to be this way. Um, and what I'm currently reading now is called The Four by Scott Galloway. It's, it's The Four being Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Apple, and how they came to be and, you know, how people basically worship these um, these industries, these companies, but how these companies, where they're going, where they're headed, we may not like what they're doing to us, um, especially in the future. So it's, so far it's really, it's an easy read, really good read, um, but you're getting behind the nitty-gritty behind these companies, and they do some pretty crazy stuff. Um, but they have a facade as if they are these great, amazing people, companies, all this stuff. So, yeah, those books. Those books. No, thank you so much. It sounds like a, a several good books that uh, we can add to our NABWIC reading list, which is why we do ask the question. We do believe in growth and professional development and like to – maintain uh, this list of resources that our members can refer to and go back to. So um, there were several, and I may have, have missed some, but I do uh, recall The $40 Million Slave. That's the mm-hmm. one by William Roden. And uh, you mentioned, um, what was the name of the one by Joyce Myers you mentioned again? It's Battlefield of the Mind. The Battlefield the of the Mind. Yes. Yeah. And then Maximize the Moment by T.D. Jakes. Okay, Maximize the Moment. Okay, by T.D. Jakes. And then you mentioned The Whiteness of Wealth by yes. Dorothy Brown. Yes, that is what And is. The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. That's R-O-T-H-S-T-E-I-N, The mm-hmm. Color of Law. And I didn't get that last one. Can you repeat that again? It's called The Four, The Four by Scott Galloway. Okay. All right. Again, wonderful, wonderful resources that we can add to our our reading list. So thank you for that. But before you go, you have to tell our, our listeners if they want to reach you to talk about any of the areas that you are focused on, whether it's wellness, whether it has to do with uh, real estate, whether it has to do with your nonprofit, what's the best way for them to reach you? The best way to reach me um, is to, like, email me. And you know what? I'm giving my number. So my email is quite simple. It's get out of yourself 
at gmail.com. And then my number, you can, you know, call me. I'm willing to 954-205-8965. So my email address, you can email me at getoutofyourself at gmail.com. Okay. And my, my number is 954-205-8965. All right, great. All right. And before we do uh, leave the interval, interview, Janae, um, mm-hmm. are there any last comments, uh, any last piece of advice or any summary that you'd like to leave with our listeners? We really have enjoyed having you on here today, and I want to thank those who actually uh, did send in their questions. Uh, but what would you like to leave with our listening audience today? Um, pray about it, and if he tells you to move, go for it. You know, like you you got gifts and talents that he's blessed you with, and nobody can be what it is you do how you do it. So just go for it. Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes it's gonna look rough. Sometimes it's I don't know. Pray about it again, and then. Just go for it, you know? <laughs> like yeah. A, I mean, they got gifts and talents. They, oh, well, somebody's doing this. Yeah, but they don't do it like you do it. <laughs> Everybody's got to the room to the table. So bring, yeah. bring that to the table. And, you know, it's going to work. It'll be better than what you expect. It'll be way better than what you think. But if you don't bring it to the table, we'll never know. And that's that's the worst part about it, exactly that we've been missing a lot of great things because of fear, because of people think they're not good enough. But that, those are all lies. Everything died on that cross. So we have, we have what we need, and the beautiful thing about life is just, it's just there for us to grow and develop it. So just go for it. And go for it. Better. Well, when we yeah. share the show again, that's going to be our hashtag. Just go for it. That's part of that confidence that you were talking about earlier, too. And it reminds yeah. me of uh, a saying that people say, too. If God says it, that settles it. So, hey, don't have to yeah. doubt it. Just go in confidence and, and go for it. So that's our hashtag yeah. for the Wednesday, this Wednesday. Hashtag go for it. Thank you so much, Janae. It has been yeah. uh, so wonderful having you on the show today. Thank you for all the various perspectives and the nuggets that you shared. And um, I also want to congratulate you then on being a NABWIC member, especially since you're too much old now. So, yes, that is a, a young member, but congratulations. We're glad you are part of our NABWIC family, and thank you for joining us here today. But listen, everybody, this isn't all done uh we will this this show is evergreen so if there's portions of it you didn't quite get maybe you didn't get all the uh books on the uh resource list but you can go back and listen to this um just go to the uh the blog talk uh type in Janae's name and she'll come right up but it's out there and then join us next Wednesday cuz we'll be back here again with another fantastic guest same time, 8.30 a.m., so we look forward to seeing you. Thank you for listening.
This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.